Hello, hello. We meet again. Welcome to episode 52 of Lifelong. I'm your host, Teddy Kumjan, and thank you so much for being here. Today, I have a solo episode for you all, and really the gist of it is going to be around overcoming travel anxieties relating to exposures and food and really just non-toxic travel tips because that is something I have learned and been working on the past several years to kind of reframe my mindset when it comes to travel and getting out of routine. So I'll go into that in a little bit. And then also today I am going to discuss and share some swaps that were requested via question box on Instagram. So just make sure that you're following along at lifelong underscore pod on Instagram so that you never miss the chance to request swaps from me. So with that, let's get started on today's episode. So like I said, overcoming anxiety with travel has been something I've been working on for a while now, especially when it comes to mold exposures and different chemical exposures. So I totally wanted to spend today's episode kind of going over my journey, but also like the main takeaways and non-toxic travel tips for you all. I hope that this episode provides a ton of value for you. I know that summer is just starting and people tend to travel a lot during the summer and I hope that you have some fun trips planned, whether that's near or far or anything in between. Maybe it's just a staycation in your town that you live in, but I, I guess, want to share my story a little bit as far as like traveling and anxiety around exposure. If you haven't listened already, definitely listen to episode 12 of Lifelong because I share my story, like my whole story of healing and how I got into non-toxic living and holistic health. So that will provide like a good background on me and just like my story and the health challenges that I overcame. Anyways, with overcoming those health challenges and quite honestly being someone that will be doing fine-tuning as I call it the rest of my life and being really into wellness and embracing a non-toxic lifestyle will always be a part of my lifestyle because it has been so paramount for my healing and for me staying well and for me avoiding flares. I know that this lifestyle of living as low tox as possible might cause some people to roll their eyes, people that maybe have never struggled with a chronic health issue or people that are just like closed-minded. Thankfully, a lot of people are are very open to all of this and there's a wave of people becoming really cognizant of the products that are in, on, and around their body. So basically, I want to kind of go back to when I started healing and non-toxic living was a huge part of that, you know, swapping out products, doing everything one by one to reduce my toxic exposures so that my body could more easily be in a state of homeostasis and really just less inflamed because it's that inflammation that drives dis-ease. So, 
you know, mold was one of the big toxic exposures that threw my health out of control. And that was extremely traumatic for me. I'm still working through heavy trauma around the medical field and like the experience that I went through with being mysteriously ill and being dismissed by doctors. And on top of that, fears around mold and exposures because I knew that after all the years of, you know, trying to figure out what was going on with my health, I I found out that it was an overburdened toxic bucket. So that would be supernatural for me to start having anxiety if I were going to be in contact with mold again or with another big thing like glyphosate or phthalates or BPA or, you know, the list goes on. Fear is a part of it, but fear shouldn't drive your healing and fear shouldn't drive your lifestyle. For me, there was a long period of time where when I would travel, I sometimes would get flare-ups. And to be honest, that is still very possible for me. And over the years, let me tell you, I am very much still evolving through this process and growing and learning. And it's been a major learning experience, very triggering experience. I, I will travel and I will have exposures. I will go to a family member's house and have different exposures. I will go to a friend's house. I will go, you know, out and about in my daily life and have different exposures. And for a long time, that caused a lot of anxiety that I didn't really speak about. But internally, it, it was a really complicated battle. And because there is a trauma element to all of this, certain things will always be triggering, but it's about learning to not let those triggers get you like spiraling out of control. So transparently, like I've been doing a lot of trauma work and therapy on that side of things, but I've also just been doing, you know, internal work and practicing getting through these different exposures and also learning a lot about my body and the physiology of the body in general and realizing that I have created an environment in my own home and within my own circle of control that is so non-toxic and so, you know, as low toxic as possible. I'm doing my best 90 to 99% of the time and realizing that, okay, this is part of life. We will have exposures and the stress of those exposures is just it's just not worth it. There are people that genuinely can travel and have some exposure from maybe an air freshener and an Uber or bedding or something like that. And they're feeling terrible. And that's happened to me. It happens to a lot of people, even from the airline and being exposed to EMFs and different chemicals that are sprayed to disinfect the plane. But we cannot live in fear. And I want to stress the importance of this. Stress is a toxin in itself. And I have a wonderful episode with Alicia Pope, which I will also link that episode in the show notes about the mind and how the mind can 
either be toxic or non-toxic. When I travel, I will be exposed to different things and that is okay. And the biggest thing that has helped me is realizing that while I'm traveling, there are so many extra positive things that are going on that are even beyond my day-to-day. And that is when you're traveling, emotions tend to be much more positive. You know, there's a lot of moments of extreme excitement and happiness and joy and peace and relaxation, you know, being able to step away from work. At least I try to with having my own business. Yes, I'm going to have some little, you know, chemical exposures, whatever. I'm also having these amazing, wonderful exposures to really elevated emotions being outdoors a lot because usually when I travel we spend a lot of time outdoors and walking around. I'm usually way more active and sightseeing and you know whether it's on the beach or in the mountains or walking around in Europe like there are so many extra positive things going on during travel that in a way kind of counteract those other toxic exposures because our mind is as we all know, is so related to our body. And so my my first tip before I start going into all my proactive tips for a non-toxic travel experience, my first tip is focusing on the positive, focusing on what are those extra good things going on when you're traveling that are contributing to your health. And like I said, that has been the biggest game changer for me. So that's kind of where I'm at in my journey with kind of overcoming this anxiety around traveling. In a nutshell, I feel that I'm in a good place. I know that there will be triggering moments and I know that a flare is possible, but I find a lot of comfort in knowing that I have built a resilient body over the past few years, really, after healing from mold illness. And I always bring things to support my body should I need to, you know, snap out of a flare or need extra support. And then I focus on the positives of what are the extra good things going on when I'm traveling. So I am really grateful to be in a good spot there. I look forward to upcoming travels. I'm going to be traveling probably not a ton this summer just with the wedding prep and budgeting and all that fun stuff for a really exciting wedding that we're going to be having in the end of September. So the next big trip will really be my honeymoon and I'll definitely document all of that and how I navigate, you know, going on a honeymoon and being non-toxic but also not stressing about it. So now I'm going to go into some other proactive tips. And one thing I've been hearing a lot about is contacting Airbnbs and hotels before traveling. So apparently there are hotels that are allergy free and Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton are three of the big hotel conglomerates that are offering allergy free rooms, which means that they clean with chemical free products and they have hypoallergenic bedding and all the good stuff. So that really excited me. I haven't tried that myself with Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton being such big conglomerates with so many hotels underneath them. I might try to look into 
finding hotels from those groups moving forward, one possible. And there's also a website called pureroom.com where you can find non-toxic hotels. So that is so exciting. I am so thrilled that this exists because people deserve to be exposed to less toxic chemicals. Also, you can look into eco-conscious hotels. I really love boutique eco-conscious hotels. There's a lot of them in like Costa Rica, Nicaragua, even in Mexico. My mother, soon-to-be mother-in-law and soon-to-be sister-in-law just went to a resort in the Cabo area. It's called Rancho Pescadero and apparently like it was a wellness total like wellness resort. My soon-to-be mother-in-law had a little sinus thing going on and they made her a custom blend of essential oils and the whole vibe was like indoor-outdoor. And then also this winter I was at Rancho Santana which I've been to before, which is a wellness resort, and they do a really excellent job. So looking into hotels that are eco-conscious is another good idea. But just remember, you need to ask questions because eco-conscious, sustainable, those can be greenwashing terms. I also would say that it never hurts to ask hotels or host questions about the products they use. Like, Remember, they are in the customer service slash hospitality industry and they they work for you. You're paying them money for an experience. So never feel bad about asking a question. You know, coming from Wisconsin where everyone is like super nice and a little timid, there, I think there would be a lot of people like scared to ask questions and scared of like, appearing too high maintenance or something like that. And honestly, it took me a little bit of of time to kind of gear up the courage over the years. But honestly, I'm at a place where I don't feel bad about asking questions or asking for modifications, whether that's at a restaurant or hotel or anything in between, because there are kind and respectful ways to ask questions. And I always just try to be extra appreciative towards the staff. And then you're you're fine. It's like not what you say, it's how you say it. And never feel bad about emailing an Airbnb or hotel and asking what cleaning products they use or if they have, you know, air purification systems. Like ask the questions. It, it never, ever hurts. When it comes to restaurants, you could also email them or call them beforehand to find out things in advance. If you have questions about anything about the ingredients they use or what kind of oils they cook the food in. Like, never feel bad about asking questions. Again, just being respectful and kind. And another tip is to call them during off hours because, yeah, then they're not going to be as overwhelmed and it'll be a win-win for everyone. When I was in Nicaragua, the resort offered in-home dining where a chef could come cook for you. And for those meals, we did it two nights. And for those meals, I put in a special request um, because honestly, there was a form that I just filled out online and there was a fill in the blank that said any special requests. And I'm like, dang straight. Yes, I do have a special request. And I just requested for olive oil to be used in place of canola oil. And it was no big deal. Another tip I have for you when it comes to 
having a non-toxic travel experience is to up your detox slash drainage pathway protocols before and after the trip. So what does that look like? It looks like doing an infrared sauna or Epsom salt baths, sweating a bunch, castor oil packs. These are things that I love to stack up and do before I leave for a trip and right when I get home from a trip because I know that it'll help support my detoxification and drainage pathways that ultimately help me be more resilient. So I even travel with a mini castor oil bottle sometimes just to put that on my liver and when I'm traveling and also, you know, just like sweating and exercising more is always a good choice too. And if you want to do like a little life hack and you don't have a sauna and you can't do a bath, work out or go for a walk in like a bunch of layers. Obviously like not so many that you feel like you're going to faint or it's hard to walk, but keep that sweatshirt on when you're doing a run or something like that just to sweat some more. And sweating helps toxins get out of the body. It opens up that pathway for detoxification. And on that same note of detox pathways, staying regular before, during, and after, and honestly always with your bowel movements is so, so important because bile binds to toxins and then we poop all of that out. So if you're not pooping regularly, I would say two to three times a day, ideally, it's ideal, then I would definitely be concerned about toxins getting lodged into the body. Some ways that you can support your bowel movements when you're traveling, because I know traveling can definitely make digestion go a little off, is to try different supplements. I really like the bowel mover supplement from Cellcor. Magnesium supplements are great. Bitters are great. You can take those. I like the digestive juice from Organic Olivia. She has great bitters. You could also do bitter greens like dandelion leaves or arugula or artichoke. Those are really good bitter foods and Drinking lots of hot teas is really helpful for digestion and supporting your bowel movements as well. And also avoiding eating on shorter flights, like stopping eating before two hours before your flight so that you're not digesting at high altitudes is another really helpful thing. I find that when I eat on a plane and then I arrive, I am usually more bloated than normal. And I have like weird, it's kind of funny, but we call it like air gas. It's almost just like that altitude pressure feeling in your tummy. And then maybe like having to fart, <laughs> which is hilarious. But yeah, and that is because when you eat on the airplane at high altitudes under all that pressure, it's so hard to digest and all these like gas bubbles form just air. So that's why your stomach kind of like bloats out and you feel kind of gassy and off. So avoiding eating before and during flights is so helpful. But transparently, if I'm on a flight longer than probably like four to five hours, I do eat because 
the girl needs to eat. So no shame there. I also think being mindful about your alcohol consumption would be beneficial, especially for supporting your gut health and detox pathways while traveling. But I know that travel realistically is a time where people do kind of like to let loose and maybe are drinking more than normal. But personally speaking, I don't overindulge with alcohol too often at least. And if I am going to drink, especially on vacation, like I'd be looking for an organic or biodynamic wine. So that's just another tip I have for you. Another tip is to scout and research restaurants ahead of time. I recommend making a big list of places beforehand so that when you're on your trip, you have a list of places top of mind. Also, making reservations, even if you end up kindly canceling last minute, is so helpful. And it just brings me a lot of peace and excitement knowing that there are options and I do have a list to go back to and I don't have to worry about all of that when I'm at my destination and I don't want to waste time like researching and stressing out and finding good places to eat at. There's also a great app for like seed oils, finding places that are seed oil free. It's called Seed Oil Scout. It's a really cool app. You can enter in your location and then it populates all the places that are free of seed oils in whatever area you're in. And honestly, if you go to a restaurant where they're not seed oil free, don't freak out. Like I love going out to eat. It brings me so much joy. And while I wish every restaurant didn't use seed oils, that's just not where we're at right now. So I just like to ask restaurants, um, waiters when I'm out, what kind of oils they cook in. And then I also tend to try to order like grilled items or steamed vegetables because I find that that's super helpful too. You can specifically ask the waiter to tell the chef to cook your food in olive oil, tallow, or butter. And if they don't, like just try not to freak out because you do your best 90% of the time and that's what matters. A few other rapid fire tips I have for you to embrace a non-toxic lifestyle when traveling is bringing your own pillowcase, spending a lot of time outdoors, and using the Ion Sinus Spray. This is that company formulated by Dr. Zach Bush. And if you spray this in your nostrils, especially before and after a flight, you will prevent toxins from getting into your body because it's supporting the microbiome in your nose. That's actually an area where germs and pathogens and chemicals can get into your body quickly through inhalation. So I don't know all the science, but this spray supports that nasal passage. And it was even good during COVID times because it like cleaned out your nostrils and prevented bacteria and illness and all the bad stuff from getting in. So I really love the Ion Sinus Spray. It's pretty affordable and it works really great. Lastly, packing healthy snacks to avoid a blood sugar crash or eating crappy food at the airport is like paramount for me. I always travel with snacks, even if I'm just driving like an hour away or going out to some meetings or coffee dates or whatever. I always have little snacks in my purse and some things that I love to carry with me are 
epic bars. I love like their chicken jerky. I love Chomps bars, the beef ones, the Bearded Brothers protein bars are really good. Supernola is also great. And then when traveling, especially like longer distances, I always bring teas with me. Thyme tea is really great. It's an anti-fungal, antibacterial, anti-parasitic. It's a really great thing to have in your toolkit. And then I do also bring peak teas with me as well. I hope that you found my story of overcoming travel anxiety helpful. And I hope that you found these non-toxic travel tips helpful. I have a blog post about non-toxic travel essentials, which I'm going to link in the show notes because it lists out 20 plus products that are essential items that I try to travel with, especially for international trips to ensure that my body is at homeostasis and not inflamed and just in a healthy, happy state the whole time. So definitely check out that blog post to see those products. Otherwise, I did touch on a few of those throughout this episode as well. Now for some non-toxic swaps. So the other week I posted a question box for you all to drop in some topics or categories that you wanted me to do some swaps for. And now I'm going to share those. So the first one is toothpaste and teeth whitening. For toothpaste, I love Riseball. I also love Tom's. For whitening, the Luminex whitening strips are great. My fiance has been using those. Otherwise, oil pulling is excellent. I try to do oil pulling whenever I remember to. Generally, I I try to do it like before an event every day leading up to it. And it definitely helps whiten your teeth. And it's so good for your oil microbiome. And in general, just look for a toothpaste that's fluoride free. And if it has hydroxyapatite, that will be so beneficial too because hydroxyapatite is a natural alternative to fluoride. It supports the minerals in your teeth and it also whitens teeth. Okay, next swap, leave-in conditioner and hair oil. So leave-in conditioner, I have always been a fan of Innersense. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner. It smells divine and I'm just such a big fan of Innersense. And for hair oil, oh my gosh, let me tell you guys, I recently splurged and bought the Agent Natur Silk Peptides Serum, and it is literally the best beauty purchase I have made this year, if not top five best beauty purchase of my life, because this oil, while it costs 78 whopping dollars, you only need a few little drops of it, and it works like magic. I love a low-maintenance approach to hair, just because I don't like putting crap chemicals into my hair and into my scalp, which touches our, you know, which is like the outer shell of our brain. And so also just like doing hair just takes so long and I'd honestly rather do my makeup, but that is just my personal preference. But for hair oil, this silk peptide serum, you put it on after a shower. You could even do it while your hair is dry too, whatever. And your hair becomes so silky instantly. Like honestly, if this was sponsored right now. Oh my gosh, that this stuff, I, I cannot get over it. Even putting it in a bun, like making your hair super silky, it gets rid of all the flyaways and it, it feels like 
something that should be toxic almost, if that makes sense. Like, I've never used Olaplex, but I'm, and I know there's controversy with it. I know it's toxic as, as heck, but I'm like, how can this non-toxic silk peptide serum literally feel like it's some salon toxic product? So good. Okay. That was a really long answer to that one just because like big fan. The next one is lotion. So the only lotions that I use are the organic, everyone organics one and necessary. I really just prefer body oil. Like I find body oil to be better. I feel like it penetrates deeper. I feel like it makes my legs look really good. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like having that little glow on your skin is a good thing. And the oil, I feel like, leads to better glow and better hydration. So the one I always use is the Earthly Wellness Calendula Rose Body Oil. It is so good. The smell is so light and it's also so affordable. A couple ingredients, all organic, fantastic product. Highly recommend the Earthly Wellness Calendula Body Oil. For shampoo and conditioner, a few brands that I like our Pharma Dorsch, Attitude, and Necessaire, especially the fragrance-free one. Personally, I have tried every non-toxic shampoo and conditioner under the sun, and I am someone who is oily skin and hair prone, so finding products that work for my hair type has been a struggle, and a lot of the non-toxic products I realized, especially for hair care. I learned learned this from ClearStem. I have two episodes with ClearStem, by the way. We can link those in the show notes. They were literally giving me like acne on my back because of the natural coconut oils and pore clogging ingredients that were in them. So a lot of the natural conditioners have, while they're non-toxic, they have very pore clogging ingredients in them. So on top of that, I just felt like a lot of the natural slash non-toxic shampoos and conditioners just made my hair not feel very clean and like dried my hair out. I forget what brand I was using for a while where my hair became straw-like, which was just so sad for me because I feel like my hair has always been like hydrated and, you know, silky somewhat. But then I started using this shampoo for so long and my hair became like straw-like. It wouldn't even like absorb water in the shower. I was really bummed out about it. I was able to bounce back. I did a lot of like apple cider vinegar rinses and then I switched over to Necessaire and Necessaire has been my favorite shampoo and conditioner for the past probably like, I don't know, six months. Yeah, I think because I think I started it right before I went to Italy and I find it works really well. I find that it makes my hair stay clean for a while and it also like helps my hair stay really healthy and shiny and hydrated and I've been bringing it to the hair salon. I mean, I've only probably gotten my hair cut once or twice since starting using Necessaire, but I bring it with me because I just can't deal with the stink bomb products at the salon. Cleaning car. This is kind of funny. Someone asked, what should I clean my car with? What product swap do you have? Very niche question. I love it. I'm here for it. Who has an even more niche question? Like email me. Curious. Okay. For cleaning a car, personally, I've used the interior of a car. Let me clarify. Important clarification. 
Personally, I've used Branch Basics. I have code for you. It's Holistic with Heidi. And Branch Basics, as you know by now, is my favorite non-toxic cleaning product. It's so versatile. And I literally clean every inch of my car with it. I also will use the Benefect Botanical Disinfectant Wipes. I like to keep some of those even in my car for like wiping off the steering wheel and high touch surfaces. And then I also, we've even used it for the seatbelt because in my fiance's car once someone sat in there with like really <laughs> heavily fragranced clothing or and the seatbelt became really smelly, like fragrance. So we cleaned it with the Benefect wipes. We just like scrubbed the heck out of it with the wipes. And those have thyme in it, which is a natural, like I said, antifungal, antibacterial, antibiotic. And another thing that I do when cleaning the car is really just like vacuuming every inch of it. Not that I do this often, but if I'm doing a deep cleaning, vacuuming the seats, vacuuming under, doing all the mats, taking all the mats out and hosing those down. And then also going into the crevices, like the, what do you call it? The air vents with microfiber dust cloths. So those are the swaps you asked for. I hope that you follow along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod so that you never miss the chance to send in a request and get featured in an episode. And as always, my email is open for you. If you need a swap quicker than that, I like to be here as a resource for you all. My email is Heidi at holisticwithheidi.com. Well, everyone, thank you so much for being here for a solo episode. It was really fun discussing non-toxic travel tips and sharing my story about overcoming the anxiety and fears around travel especially with exposures and food and different things that come with travel. I also really enjoyed going through the swaps and I am just so grateful that you are here and that you're listening and I really just really value you and I want to continue bringing on top-notch guests for you all to provide even more value and one of the best ways to get bigger guests and provide more value is by growing the show and what better way to grow the show than sharing this episode. Please share this episode with friends, family, share it on your Instagram. And if you can, leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are so important for small business owners. And if you could do that for me and for us, that would be so fantastic. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.